Can you believe it's week five? We have been dealing with five weeks of this bullshit. Does it seem like that? Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's it's just flying by in a way. What do you think? I don't know. It feels like it's still new. I feel like we there's so many women. There's that, so many women. Yeah, and we don't know so many of them. Who the f- are these random ass hoes? But yeah, there's still a lot of people on there. There's so many, and I think that's why it feels so new still, is that there's not enough time to get to know any of them. I still don't feel like I know any of the women yet, so it still feels new. We open with a preview of Victoria losing her shit. You know, you love to see it. The first scene is Victoria and Kit on a walk talking smack about the new girls. I love the OGs, and like, the house was so great till these new people came. Like, I don't think yeah. anything of them. And the new girls were like, yeah, it's been really hard. I'm like, what? We haven't even started the hazing process. Brittany is bummed about being called an escort. We head to the cocktail party. Victoria's royal tits and bra are all over the fucking place. <laughs> Matt shows up in various shades of blue and lets the ladies know he's over the toxicity and the bullying that Katie told him about on the previous group date. Katie keeps quiet about being a whistleblower, but of course, the ladies want blood. Matt and Brittany have a little conversation. MJ and Anna scheme some more. Then Matt pulls Anna aside. Anna apologizes for all the terrible stuff that she's done, but Matt hits her with some grown man shit and then sends her ass home. Chelsea raises the issue of bullying and toxicity with all the other women, which starts a mass uh, apology session where everybody starts apologizing to everybody else. But many of the girls wonder if the apologies are sincere. Victoria corners Matt for a chat. Matt reveals Katie is the whistleblower and calls Victoria out and then walks away. Matt ends the cocktail party. Victoria has a breakdown to the producers. It's time for the rose ceremony. So what do you think about all that? A lot happens, I feel like, in that in that lead up to the uh, to the rose ceremony. Like so much, so much happens, and so much happens that needed to happen, and it's just straight redemption for the first like ten. What is it? First ten minutes of the show. Just everything that happens and everything that needs to be said is said. And it just feels so like like reassuring about Matt as The Bachelor. Yo, Matt is awesome. And I have this note later. But like, can you believe that the last Bachelor we had was fucking Peter the pilot? Like Matt knocks that motherfucker out of the water, dude. Like that dude is such a fucking little biatch compared to my boy, <laughs> my boy Matt. Like Matt is bringing so much to the table right now that like whoever the next bachelor is like he better be awesome like again yeah you know i'm sure matt has you know we all have like our own bad sides or whatever i'm not saying he's perfect but like matt is definitely like the dopest bachelor in a long ass time yeah and i was actually thinking about this earlier today like his mom should write a parenting book because she just did a great job with him i mean wow that's a great point right Cause he, I mean, she's a a single mom and look at him. Look at, I mean, I don't know about his brother. I don't, I don't know much about him, but he's just like a stand up guy, but so emotionally available and emotionally intelligent. I've said that before, but just 
he's just such a great guy. And one of the things at the cocktail party that I really liked, and this just kind of speaks to his overall empathy, even when he's talking to Anna and addressing with her, you know, what she said about Brittany and confronting her about it. She, I have to give it to Anna. She took full accountability. She went out like an adult. Um, for sure. But Matt also hit her. That's why I said he hit her with that grown man shit, because he really said some like dope shit in that segment. He did. He did. And he even said, hey, look, we've all done and said things that were out of our character. And I know that I've done that before. But what's done is done, you know, and and, and you got to go. You know, her personality is very ugly. You know, I think we both I know you really hated Anna um, at this yeah. point. But I got to say, she looked pretty awesome. Uh, tonight. I really liked her outfit and earrings. The hair was a little suspect with that kind of like parted thing that was going on in the front. But uh, I thought she looked really good. She looked good, um, you know, to make an exit. You know, she definitely didn't look like a slouch. And uh, mm -hmm. she kept it real in the in the Escalade or whatever that she gets to the Suburban that she gets to ride out. And, you know, she like still continued to own up to her mistakes even when she was by herself. So uh, I commend her on that, you know. No need to yeah. hate on her too much behind it. Uh, sidebar, I can't remember who they're talking about or even what the sentence was, but the description for this episode on Hulu made a reference to deep denial. And uh, I know I've been watching too much porn because when I looked at it, I saw deep anal. Who the f*** are these random ass hoes? Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I, I wrote down that Anna actually... Um, actually looks great. Um, I thought MJ was also looking really nice um, tonight as well. But uh, God, let's just talk about Victoria a little bit. Again, what the fuck is she wearing? Dude, here's my thing about with what she's wearing. You know how, so this is for those uh, listening that don't know me very well. I have a, a, a problem with mixing things up. You know how I like, I'll be like, oh, who's the lead? Who's the lead actor in X-Files? And I'll say David Schwimmer. Or something oh, yeah. Like oh, that. my God. Perfect. That is right? a perfect uh, way to describe it. Yes, uh, everybody. Mandy says cannot. She just cannot get it right. And it's actually a very endearing and cute and sometimes frustrating thing. Mostly just frustrating because you can't actually believe that she just mixed up David Duchovny and David Schwimmer. But she will do that. So yeah. uh, how does that relate uh, in this moment? So that's the way I feel about Victoria's dress. <laughs> I feel like she got so close. She got so close, but she is so far off and totally fucked it up. I mean, it fits like shit. Her bra, again, is fucking everywhere. And I was, I did do a little bit of research and I did look around the internet a little bit and we're not alone in the the thought that she can't match the appropriate bra with the dress. I mean, she's all, she's just wearing straight nude t-shirt bras with whatever dress she has and it doesn't even matter to her if it shows. So I'm glad that we're not alone in, in calling that out and seeing that as a complete ridiculous miss. But then on top of that, you know, yes, it, it fitted like shit, but it was a good color for her. The cut was cool. The slit was high. She has really nice legs. She had some stuff going on. In a way, she actually looked better than usual, despite it still being yet another wardrobe yeah. fail. Yeah. I mean, she looked 
in my opinion, she looked the best she's ever looked for the entire show. It's not saying a lot because she's always looked terrible. And I mean, like, I just was looking at the straps of her dress and I'm like, why is there, why am I seeing bra as well? Like, there shouldn't be bra straps with the straps of that dress. It's got, like, very thin, I don't know if they're, like, spaghetti straps or whatever you call them, but they're, like, thin delicate straps and there's just like this meaty bra strap like riding behind them it just it's just just terrible all over so much happens with victoria in this scene and one of the things that happens is ryan one of the new girls who we both kind of like she's a dancer from brooklyn ryan makes a reference to victoria calling her a hoe after finding out she's a dancer and then laughing about it and when ryan takes an opportunity to talk to victoria about it victoria basically acts like it meant nothing and then walks away in the middle of Ryan still talking and it's ridiculous. What she did right now walking away while you were talking to her was still disrespectful. Yeah. That really pissed me the f off. Literally everything was going amazing, literally. I am the perfect person to be his wife. I don't want to feel this annoyed, but I am. Oh. And Victoria's whole shit, it, despite the fact that she's delusional, she's also just trying to gaslight everybody. Like every yep. opportunity she gets to gaslight, she gaslights. Like <laughs> it's yep. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. She's just, she's on her own planet. She is just the, you, the definition of a toxic person. And I don't know if you noticed this when she was talking to Matt, when he was addressing with her, the whole comment, um, my favorite thing that he said was, in what context would calling someone a hoe be okay? Oh, yeah. He was not. He was not having that. He was not, he was not having that at all. But she just had this blank look on her face. And, you know, of course, that could have been editing. She could have said something back and maybe they edited uh, it out at that point. But still, like, he... Dude, he nailed it. When he came back with that so quickly and so eloquently, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for just being so smart. Another thing that I, I put down was, you know, when everybody was going on the sorry tour, everybody was saying their <laughs> sorries. Everybody was on their sorry tour. Victoria steps to uh, Catalina and she's giving her the sorry for taking her crown. And she goes, she goes, I'm sorry I took your crown off your head. It was really just a joke, but like you like came in hot. And I'm like, she came in hot? The girl just walked into the room. <laughs> no, again, not... that's the gaslighting. I remember Catalina, yeah. like she definitely came in with her sash and crown, but she was very nice, very approachable. And do you remember how Victoria was like, hey, Catalina, like come here. I would love, she goes, I would love to meet you or something like that. Yeah. And then she comes over and then she immediately just, just turns into a bitch and steals the fucking crown off her head. Like she acted like she was like really excited to talk to her and then immediately stabs her in the back. I fucking hate her. I fucking hate her. And here's a question. Do you think, um, and I, I kind of want to circle back to, um, to be to BIP later as well, but do you think Victoria has a, a chance at a spot on BIP? No. And I think the bachelor franchise would probably receive a lot of flack for giving this girl any more airtime. I mean, it, it at this point, everybody knows that this is not an act, that she is genuinely a terrible person and just doesn't know how to be nice and be good and be 
sweet or kind. So she, uh, she definitely is not going to be on bachelor in paradise. If she is, I will be severely disappointed in the bachelor franchise. If they bring her back and give this terrible human being more time on TV. One thing that's cool about VIP that it's kind of cute, I guess, if you're a member of bachelor nation is that, they're like these people who like, they're like, ooh, I, I kind of like Julie and I kind of like Kelly. And then like, you know, they, they'll they'll make an effort to sort of bring these people together who have sort of expressed interest in one another and kind of see, see where it goes. You know what I mean? I can't imagine that any former contestants right now are like, ooh, I'd love to, I'd love to get to know Victoria better. You know, like that just isn't fucking happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even a bad edit situation. Like she's, she's a little cunty. Yeah. <laughs> she's a lot cunty. Fuck the little. She's a lot yeah. cunty. Well, remember that was, that was episode one. That's when we were introduced to her. That's what I said. And I said that about her and you know, how, pro- it, how prophetic, <laughs> right? <laughs> but wait, I, I also, I wanted to, before we kind of close up our, our chat in Victoria, I wanted to list out some of the terrible words that she's used to describe women. Please, please. I would love to hear it. Yes. Because some of them were used in this episode. Um, most of them were used in this episode, but two are, are the, the, my favorite is, is not, is from last week. But she used disgusting. That was in the opening scene. She called a girl disgusting. Ho, slur, slut, whore. Fake loser, shady bitch. That's all wow. I got. But that's yeah. a lot. No, that's dude. a lot. Well, she's clearly not. She, <laughs> she's just. She's just not. She's just. She's just sucks. She just sucks. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's head to the rose ceremony because perhaps we've seen the last of Victoria. So we head to the rose ceremony. Victoria is still freaking out, uh, at, like she was before. She is straight up hyperventilating. Matt shows up looking serious as a motherfucker and busts out like five sighs. He literally picks up the first rose and is like, (sighs) 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 Um, Victoria, they're basically during the rose ceremony, they're cutting to scenes of Victoria and she is just talking shit the whole time. She just continues to talk shit and talk shit. Matt starts giving out roses. Uh, He gives roses to uh, some of the new girls first. And one of the contestants, I think maybe Jasenia, comments on the fact that he's obviously making a point by that because there has been tension between the new girls and the old girls. And he's kind of letting everybody know, like, hey, look, you know, I've got some love and respect for some of these new girls and y'all need to fucking back off. He gives roses to two of the new girls. He goes through his whole thing, and hopefully you wrote down who, uh, who got roses, and we can revisit that in a moment. Victoria does not get a rose. Thank fucking God. Victoria, in a very actually surprising move, goes up to Matt, talks shit, goes out like a bitch, doesn't even hug him. Just shits on him. Matt stares back like, bitch, I've had enough of you. Everyone who received a rose gathers with Matt for the classic post-rose ceremony toast. And Matt looks legit stoked that Victoria (laughs) is gone. Like, you can just tell that a weight has been lifted from his shoulders. Thank fucking God. Whatever. The producers have clearly uh, released his mom. (laughs) His mom is no longer a hostage, and he he can finally just let the bitch go. Sometimes you just let a bitch go. 
Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Brittany and Ryan get the first roses, definitely him making a statement. And then it goes out to Rachel, Serena P, Maggie, Kid, MJ, Jasenia, Katie, Abigail, Chelsea, and Serena C is the last person to get the rose. And he sends Lauren home, correct? Yeah, which I was really surprised about. I don't miss her, though. I was sad to see her go, but looking back, like, I didn't feel her lack of presence at all. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel her, but I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure Mari left. Yep, she left, too. But, yeah. you know, she was she was hot. In plastic and athletic, but I don't know that they had any kind of strong connection. Yeah, I don't think they did, but um, I, th- I felt like they had more moments, more cute moments than, for example, Serena C. Um, or I don't even feel like him and MJ had many cute connections or cu- or Jasenia. I would have thought that he would have kept uh, uh, Marion for a little bit longer. We also lost Catalina. So I was no big, no big loss there. I know, but I wanted to see her kind of come out a little bit more. But but we we lost four women. Thank God, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> I was I was wondering where you were going with ding dong. I thought you were <laughs> I thought you were just calling Victoria ding dong. But uh, I'm I'm with you on your Wizard of Oz reference. Yeah, like thank thank Jesus. Like just uh, we can we can be done with her. And I'm done talking with about her. I'm, I hope that uh, I hope she gets what's coming to her. I just really hope she does. I hope she does too, because I mean, <laughs> just her delusions of the stuff that she was saying when she was like, "I'm the best wife for him," and she actually says, "All the girls are gonna miss me because I brought so much joy to this house." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And then when she was talking about herself when they were going through the rose ceremony, you know that she said that they, you said that they, they cut to her talking shit, and she's like, "I'm really kind-hearted, honest, genuine, hardworking, fun, and I'm the most." loyal i'm like girl when have you at all exhibited any of these qualities literally any of them (laughs) none 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 of them in my notes i wrote rachel looks amazing she had this really awesome sort of red almost like pantsuity kind of dress i felt like she had like there were like legs to the shit you know what i'm talking about she had like a Mm -hmm. ruby red look going on she was she looked amazing i wrote serena p is actually giving me jennifer love hewitt vibes (laughs) i don't know if you ever fucked with uh jennifer love hewitt i don't know why you would have maybe on party of five there's a chin a chin similarity i think yes it's the face it's the face serena p does have the chin i like strong chins because my chin is not strong you always act like my chin is okay which i appreciate I feel like I'm drawn to pointy chins. Uh, Chelsea looks absolutely fabulous uh, in her white dress. She had sort of like an asymmetrical white dress on, and she looked Mm -hmm. um, fantastic. Dude, I don't know if you noticed this, but when Chris Harrison comes in to announce the dispensing of the final rose for the evening, his tie completely matches the background. There's like these like weird fucking pays not really paisley, but these like these columns. I'm gonna have to find a way to do visual aids for this shit because mm-hmm. Chris Harrison's tie fucking matches the background uh 100% and it I literally was like is this on purpose like did y'all do this on purpose like this shit is crazy didn't you say there was another episode where what he was wearing matched to the, the decor that's right they're right? making chris chris has become chris is a part of Nima Cole and it's like he was always there <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like Chris has always been there, like haunting the halls. Like he matches, he matches the building. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe it's like the producer's way or maybe the art director's way of creating like a cohesive space. And I don't know, maybe if we look at like previous seasons where they were in the mansion and see if he matches the mansion. That make that means that Chris Harrison is basically just a set piece. <laughs> <laughs> But he's so much more. He's so much more. I love Chris Harrison. I love Chris Harrison. Oh, he's great. He's great. What's not to like? Things were a little weird with our sponsors last time, but fortunately for us, we're still getting money because we have two new sponsors tonight. And uh, it's actually time to hear a word from one of our sponsors. Gluten-free, low-carb, bacon fatkins. These days, everybody thinks they need to be on some kind of diet. From the popular jalapeno poppers only, to fish cake Fridays, to the Hobo 16. It can be a lot to keep up with. And personally, I think anyone who can't eat like a normal red-blooded American is a goddamned pussy. That's why I started the Fuck Your Diet line of conservative chips and crackers. Anytime you see the FYD logo, you can be rest assured your snacks are pumped full of enhanced wheat, hormonally powerful dairy, and the finest hoof powders. These are the life's blood of America's farms and what should be on America's plates. Anytime I see some snively little snowflake with their soy cream lattes and meatless patty melts, I just want to put an empty bag of FYD chips over their tiny liberal heads and, well, anyway, you get it. Because you ain't some allergy-ridden little shit stain. You're an American who's proud to make a statement even when it's snack time. FYD, America's first conservative line of chips and crackers. Coming soon to a cookout near you. (laughs) Paid for by the sons of Baron Trump. Wow. Is that real? Where are we finding these people? I don't think that's... That guy's not serious. I I mean, he is... Look, whoever That's our this, sponsor. Look, I, you know my my team uh, handles this stuff. I don't actually speak directly with, um, you know, these advertisers. But man, man, we're really selling our souls, aren't I we? I know. I'm sorry, but I mean, hey, you know, we're we're splitting the profits here, so it's not like that's a fucking um, YSL belt bag for you. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. I get added to my to my YSL belt bag big piggy bank. But you know, some people in Bachelor Nation are low key Trumpy like conservatives, you know? Yeah, no, that's a thing. That's a thing for sure. Um, that's a thing. Speaking so, of which, uh Becca and Garrett have also split up, by the way. Becca and Garrett. Which one's that? Uh Becca Kufrin oh, and Garrett, the guy who was like like liking like Nazi posts on Twitter and was uh, like yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. a stand up guy besides that stuff. Um they have they have gone their separate ways. Well, that's good. Maybe she can link up with old Blake and his weird fucking repurposed hairline. I actually really liked Becca. I didn't love her season because I thought she was kind of boring, but as a person I liked her. She's cool, but but boring. Moving on. Chris comes in with the date card. Serena P looks very cute as she announces that Rachel is the recipient of the next one-on-one. Rachel gets ready for her date and smears lipstick all over her face, but still looks very cute. Some eunuch limo driver with a high-pitched voice escorts her out. Hello, ladies. I'm looking for Miss Rachel. Matt is in a creamy beige... Creamy beige. Then a creamy beige turtleneck and buttery toffee suede yaquette. 
He takes her on a shopping spree with celebrity stylist Ty Hunter, who comes through looking like Pinky Vanilli. <laughs> she looks amazing, though. They try on outfits. She returns home with her bags and shoes, and everybody freaks out. The eunuch brings her a additional package containing a blue Cinderella dress. She is stoked. The other girls are pissed. The next group date card is dropped off, and it says, Love can be messy. We find out that Kit will be going on the next one-on-one. The night portion of the date begins. Matt's repping royal blue, navy blue, and a purple tie. They're basically looking matchy-matchy together, Matt and Rachel, in her blue dress. And as you know, that is something that I can appreciate. Matt looks legit stoked to be with Rachel. But Rachel expresses how her self-doubt can often be a detriment in relationships. But it seems to attract Sir Matt-a-lot, my new name for him, because he is indeed a knight in fucking shining armor. Matt starts prepping his mouth for the smooch <laughs> while Rachel talks. He, he starts warming up his lips. They kiss, obviously both caught in the moment. They both say they are falling in love. And I believe it's the first proper one of those of the season. In true Cinderella fashion... They ride off in a horse-drawn carriage and make out. What do you think about um, his date with Rachel? I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. So they always do this pretty woman date, and... I was like, this is some pretty woman shit, right? I've, yeah. I've seen the movie a few times. It's been a long time. I'm not, like, about it, about it. But I'm like, this is some pretty woman shit, right? Yeah, this is straight pretty woman stuff. They do it every... I, I think they do it every Bachelor season, uh, where they kind of wind That's them believable. and dine them and give them a bunch of clothes and stuff like that. And when she was trying on the different outfits... Like, dude, you can see he is so into her. Dude, he he is is way into her. He's crazy into her. He's very, very attractive. And what you... Wait, did you mean to say he's very, very attractive? Or were you you trying to say (laughs) Freudian slip? You were trying to say he's very attracted to her, but you just said said he's very attractive. He is. He is. He's so hot. But he's very attracted to to Rachel you can see it's very obvious and very apparent and she's really into him but honestly who wouldn't be because he's freaking perfect there's this really cute moment where the stylist gets gets Matt in that uh the blazer with the cummerbund yeah they're like samurai that had like some Asian vibes it had a cummerbund there were like ropes hanging off it but they were matchy matchy in black and white together yeah but did you see his model walk I mean he had a real good strut he knew what he was doing and listen I Matt is no stranger to knowing that he's handsome and probably having been handsome most of his life well and the other thing that I can't find this on the internet anywhere but I'm convinced that he's also a model because Tyler's a model and Tyler is his best friend and they both live together in New York City. Right, there's no right. there's no way that Matt James has never modeled. I can't but I can't find anything on the internet to prove that. I wonder if he's trying to stuff that because he's like, you know, wants to be seen as like not just like a pretty face. So like me, he got himself a real estate license so he can be like, yeah, well, you know, I'm working in real estate. But he's probably at this point maybe just getting by on being hot. I I kind of think so. It's very telling that you say that because you have a talent for spotting models. It's my talent. It's my gift. I've seen a lot of models in my day. Yeah, no, you always you always call it. And I noticed that he had a good walk there, but like 
I didn't really like latch onto it, but that's a very good point. But Rachel looks awesome on the date. All the clothes that she tries on are super cute. I really like the little um, mini dress that she wears. Is it, is it like gold? Is there like a? It's like, it's a, like a burnt a, orange, but she fucking yeah. slays in it. Yeah, she slays it. And I finally now see what you mean about how she looks stoned all the time. Bruh, she looks fucking lit. <laughs> yeah, but she's not. She just has like that well, face. I, think it's know, her I don't eyes. think she smuggled fucking edibles onto the fucking show or anything. But she's got the squinty eyes, which I think people find attractive. I don't know. I mean, I, I, she's hot. I don't know if it's because of, she looks sleepy, but she definitely has that vibe going. Well, here's my experience as a woman and being a pretty extra woman, I've always been able to notice that men really like the laid back, quiet, but like like silently confident type. And Matt describes her as such. He talks about That's how subtle idea. she is. And you can tell that Matt, like, dude, Matt, Matt's, fu- I mean, sorry, I hate to fucking say it, but like Matt's fucking dick was hard, bro. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like when they were making out under the blanket, I'm like, Matt's dick is fucking hard right now. I was Hard. Dude, I literally wrote about Rachel. Straight stunner. Matt is obvi insanely attracted to her, but I'm not sure he's a, they're emotionally connected. I he I think she makes it move a little. <laughs> ah, dude, yeah, man. But they they seem to be bonding. Like I'm feeling their chemistry. And for the record, did he give her some fucking red bottoms? He did. Red bottoms. These is bloody shoes. I know, man. And those are like the best kinds. The ones that, because they're just so versatile. She got the lubes, man. Damn. I want those. Those are like six, $700 shoes right there. Yo, for real. But he is, Matt is really Captain Save-A-Ho. What's that fool, man? Captain Save-A-Ho, More bastard than a speeding bullet to put on this cape. Like, anytime somebody tells him, like, when they say some like vulnerable shit to him, like for example, Rachel talking about her self doubt about not having the confidence to make relationships move forward, like that turns Matt on. Like Matt is definitely trying to save them all, which is commendable. But yeah. it could be a bit of a flaw because in the in the long run, because you know he's he's really and this was another thing I wanted to circle back to, but we can just talk about it now. Like he really is saying a lot of stuff to a lot of women you know i mean he's making a lot of women feel good and alleviating a lot of fears and at the end of the day there can be only one i mean this shit is fucking highlander you know what i'm saying but i think what he's i think he's got a good strategy in doing that though because if the more he makes them feel comfortable and makes them feel secure the more they'll open up the better he'll be able to get to know them Right. If I'm not sure if someone likes me, I'm not going to open up to them. Right. It's, it's going to be awkward. It's going to feel forced. But by him reassuring them and making them feel safe and comfortable and feel like he's in it, too, he's essentially making it safe for them and making it better and, and more. How do I say um He's just making them feel more comfortable with about opening up. And it's in his best interest. The only problem with that is, you know, the more you open up and the more vulnerable you make yourself, the harder the breakup is. Um, but, you know, breakups are inevitable when you go on The Bachelor. So Indeed. Well, you yeah. know, that's why we call him Sir Matt a lot. Yeah. Moving on to the group date. They arrive on a quote unquote 
proper farm and are greeted by yet another tie, this one being a farmer in overalls holding a poop shovel. The women shovel hay and oats in wheelbarrows, which made me think of our previous sponsor, um, Toddford's Biscuits and Oats. MJ tries to milk Frenchie the goat and fails. Matt is dressed like a fucking... I'm glad you said the modeling thing because Matt is dressed like an, an REI supermodel with his <laughs> pants straight up tucked into his socks, tucked into his boots. MJ reveals that she is scared of chickens. I blink and Matt is tonguing Piper down behind the barn. We head to the evening portion of the date. Matt breaks the ice with a little bit of witty banter. He immediately pulls Chelsea aside, who looks like she gutted an alpaca and climbed inside. She's wearing like... <laughs> <laughs> this massive fur coat looking like a dang Sherpa. It looks cold outside, but Matt does not have a turtleneck on for a change. But his sweater and jacket do indeed look soft. <laughs> we go back inside where Matt is looking like a sexy grimace in his fuzzy purple sweater. <laughs> Abigail reveals her fears about her children being deaf, which is very real and I thought was a very uh, poignant moment. Sir Matalot finds a way to relate like he always does, which I love, and he makes Abigail feel better, and they kiss. He has uh, some time with Michelle and chews on her lips. His body language and conversation with MJ uh, are not very good. He brings up her antagonistic nature. He's not really buying her shit as she sort of half apologizes, but MJ uses it as a reason to think that she is the shit. MJ goes on a fishing expedition with the other women to find out who ratted her out. Jacenia takes a bullet for the team and says she might have mentioned something. MJ demands an apology and immediately gaslights Jacenia. Katie the whistleblower gets Jacenia's back but doesn't admit that she's also been talking shit. Cut to Kit and Rachel bonding over one-on-ones. Kit looks really cute, and the two girls, they just both look really cute in this moment as they are able to sort of share in this moment because they're both uh, still fresh off the highs of the one-on-one -on -one concept. Kit thinks their date is going to be about cooking and seems to be very into it. Matt gives the rose to Abigail, who I think deserves it, and then immediately pieces the fuck out. What do you think about this, uh, this farming group date? I... I loved it. I think we're back to the producers running out of ideas of things to do um, and, and running out of money for things to do on these group dates. Um, like where did they find this fucking farmer? I swear the guy <laughs> just looked like some fucking white dude they put overalls on. Like He did not look like a fucking farmer to me. Yeah. And I'm watching him and I'm like, pobrecito, like you could tell this is not he's not made for TV, you know, and he's trying and he's doing a great job, but he's just, uh, is this is new for him. Right. And, um, but it's his 15 minutes of fame, but I, I loved it. Um, I'm, I'm surprised, uh, about his connection with Piper. For some reason, I feel like they don't really show them talking that much or connecting, but, dude, he saw her, went right up to her, and they started freaking sucking face. But didn't she put the kiss on him, though? Like I said, mm -hmm. I blinked, so I, I, no. I don't know. I was, like, watching, like, MJ, like, run after him, and then I must have looked down, and then I looked up, and him and, and Piper were, like, going at it. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like, did he start that? He started it. She was doing an, in an interview. So they were interviewing her. You know how they do like the little commentary, the interviews when they're on the date. Um, so she was doing an interview and he just walked up to her and started making out with her. 
Dang. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's definitely into it. So let's move on to the one-on-one uh, with Kit, which did feel a little bit rushed, but let's cover that. Matt knows that uh, even he refers to the fact that Kit is a fashionista, which she is. So he wants to look fresh. So Matt is dressed in like various shades of white and gray with some bubblegum pink shoes on. I call this outfit uh, the bubblicious gray goose. <laughs> They start to talk about food and Matt confesses to ordering dessert first. Kit has like a repurposed jean jacket on with a zipper looking like Debbie Denim. They bond over cooking with lots of smooching. Kit actually seems slightly mature for a 21-year-old and is kind of smooth with her words, which, you know, I'm okay with. Kit drops a starting to fall in love and he immediately slaps her across the cheek with a rose. He then skips dinner and eats her face. (laughs) The end. I mean, there really isn't that much more to say about it. There there wasn't a lot said or shared. Um, You know, she is super sweet. She's adorable. She's just very young. Like, yes, I will admit she's mature for her age. I mean, 21 is young, so she's a fucking child. But as 21-year-olds go, I feel like she's bringing some maturity. I still think she's a fucking child. But yeah. I think for her age, she is. she's more like a, you know, like a 24-year-old <laughs> than right. a 21-year-old. Well, she's she's quite accomplished. I mean, she she owns like a she owns her own fashion label. Bruh, um, she said a lot of my life. She started listing the things that a lot of her life was, and she opens with a lot of my life is gold Bentleys. A lot of my life is like gold Bentleys. I know, so cringy. Yeah, and like parties, and you know. It's true. It's true. But it just it's not a good look, honey. It's just not a good look. Don't talk about how beautiful and opulent your life is. Yes, we get it. Your mother is a famous fashion designer and you're a socialite. Like we get it. But we don't. That's not if you if you if if you know Matt at this point, you should know that he doesn't really care about that. What if he but but. Your hypothesis that he's actually a male model sort of makes it a little more interesting now, doesn't it? Why? Because you think that he would be into that kind of vibe? Well, it just means that that world is is closer to him than you think. You know, when you see him with his shirt off, like chopping wood, you know, you're like, oh, Matt's a man's guy. But then when you're like, yo, this motherfucker might be a male model. That makes him a little bit more on par with a fashion designer now, doesn't it? That's true. And another thing that I think she might have been trying to get at by explaining that is, look, she knows that eventually, if they end up together, that they're going to be catapulted into the public eye. And she was I think she was trying to convey that to him to show him, hey, look, I'm already in the public eye. So I'm like ready to take this on with you. you. Okay, well, that's important, though, because when you commit to Bachelor Nation, you essentially become a celebrity. Right. And, um, you know, it's a good it's good to know that the person you're going to be with can can deal with that. So you know, uh, kudos to her, I suppose, for bringing them up. How about the fact that there was actually real food on this date? Like, I don't know that they ate it, but yeah. she actually cracked a motherfucking egg. So, like, there is, yeah. there was real food happening on this date, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty exciting uh, for I once. Know. And do you think that Matt really remembered that she talked about cooking, or do you think the producers set that up? Yeah, I thought about that. It'd be really cute if he actually remembered that, but yeah. I don't know what to believe. 
I don't think so. I think that was a producer thing. I, I just, I don't know. I wish that sometimes I wish we had like a bachelor insider person to explain us these things and how, how many of these dates are actually planned by them because, or even like, this is, I mean, this is kind of a off a topic, but sort of sometimes I wonder if they actually get to choose the order of the one-on-ones. Well, we talked about that last time, for example, why he was waiting for the Rachel one-on-one, which as per our conversation last episode, I actually felt like this was the perfect time to hit Rachel with the one-on-one and their yeah. date was so awesome. So I see what you mean about, you know, kind of timing things. One thing that I wanted to ask you is this show is interesting because it's pretty obvious who I feel like every season, it's pretty obvious who who the truly impactful people are. But you got all these other people that have to kind of hang around, like Maggie, you know? She's awesome. She's probably a fan favorite at this point because she got, you know, got trapped in her pumpkin and all that. Like, she's great, you know? But she's not going to win, you know? There's no fucking way she's going to win, but she's, she's still there all the time. Like, can you think of a time when there was actually, like, somebody came from behind? Like, somebody just appeared, like, out of nowhere, like, all of a sudden, like, a Maggie type is the one to like steal the the bachelor or bachelorette's heart. Like I feel like the the front runners are the front runners pretty much the whole fucking time, yeah. and everybody else is just fucking eye candy. Am I right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like there might have been that. I obviously I can't remember names and I can't remember who, but I feel like that might be more possible in a bachelorette season where a, a dude can kind of be a sort of like a kind of surprise, surprise her like later in the yeah. season or whatever. Yeah. I can, I can see that happening for a bachelorette, but I don't, yeah, I haven't, I can't think of anyone in any bachelor seasons where that's been the case. I actually wrote down, we need more Mackie footage because she's the best. She's everything she says is so funny and so cute. She'll probably be on BIP. You know what I mean? Like she would be a great person to have on VIP, but you know, she's obviously not going to win. I mean, we've had, you know, Rachel's been at the forefront this whole time. Uh, Some of the earlier one-on-ones I still think will probably circle back like Brie and Serena P. Um, Abigail still is in there. I don't know that she's going to win at this point, but she's, you know, she's still got um, a leg in the race. But, you know, yeah, I just wonder about these other people who are kind of there for just like stirring up drama like MJ. Yo, MJ has actually looked fucking smoking hot uh, multiple times tonight and is actually going to look smoking hot in the closing segment, which we will get to in just a moment. But she's not going to win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like MJ's not going to win, but she's going to yeah. be there and she's going to try and she's going to go for it. But she's not going to fucking win. You know, I, it's just kind of like it, having watched these like so many of these seasons at this point. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like. You got your fucking main girls and it's basically about our main guys or whatever. And it's basically about them when it comes to the relationship. And everybody else is just there for fucking, you know, entertainment's sake and keep the fucking story moving. Yep. Yep. MJ's definitely going to go to VIP though. Oh, dude. And MJ, you know, she has she has taken her uh, she has very willingly taken on the role as the new villain. Like, no problem. Like Victoria yeah. bounced Anna bounced. And MJ was like, now's my time to. <laughs> Now's my time to... She's a little cunty. That shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I actually I actually came up with a little list of who, like, from meanest to least mean, but still has some meanness in them. Okay, let's hear it. So obviously Victoria's at the top, and then we have Anna, and then I think we have MJ, and then, don't get mad at me for saying this, but 
I'm going to say Serena C, Chelsea, and then I would say even Maggie are like the descending of the of the. No, of why the would villains. I get mad about that? I mean, I think Serena C is basically a moron and also just there for the eye candy factor. And Chelsea definitely has shown like a little bit of cattiness. And we know she's a model, so she's probably a little stuck up. She's hot. She's tall. Like, yeah, I can totally see her being a B, like no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, the closing segment. So, yeah, it's time to uh, take this thing on home. But before we do, we've got one more sponsor for the evening. Do you ever find the lights at night are too bright and hurt your eyesight? I am Marcus Wongrania, the inventor of moon glasses. Do you ever find yourself walking down an alleyway and feel your eyes burning from all the neon signs and halogen bulbs of the streetlights? Or maybe, when it is a full moon and you are tearing to a village, you find yourself squinting in the harsh lunar glare? Or perhaps, when doing some sneaking, you are blinded by a left-on computer monitor or a clock radio? Well, no more. Moon glasses are the dark glasses you wear at night. Available now wherever moon glasses are sold. Four out of five creeps say, there to I for. <laughs> wow. I feel like I would probably rock those. You know me. I love to wear sunglasses. I might. Listen, I this doesn't happen to me anymore, but I used to have a lot of like glare issues when driving at night, you know, from the like lights and street lights and, you know, people's like uh, brake lights and stuff. So how, how does that like- not affect you anymore? What did you grow out of it? Well, it it happened to me after I had LASIK, and then eventually that you had LASIK. I'm so jelly. I know, I know. But it took about six months, and then eventually the halos went away. But yeah, man, those halos were they were trouble. Well, there's still moon glasses would have come into come in handy. There's still a halo over your head. Ah. <laughs> All you still right. See my halo. <laughs> let's um let's wrap this fucker up. So there is a knock at the door, and it's not a date card, but it is Matt setting up a meeting between MJ and Jasenia. MJ is ready to talk smack and says she has receipts. <laughs> MJ <laughs> is looking smoking hot in like a 80s like multi-button blazer thing you know like she's that's a double-breasted blazer dress my friend yo that shit is 80s as fuck she looks like she just walked off the love boat and she she got a gold chain on she looks fucking good yo she looks yo. really fucking good and she she says big hair big hoops big energy and i am not mad about it big hair big hoops big energy tonight no dude i wrote that down too and that's the last note that i have on here because i'm obsessed i want to get a t-shirt that says that let me wrap this up. So they roll up with suitcases. So you know this shit is fucking real. We have flashbacks to Noah and Bennett from last season as they both sat there getting ready to get spanked by fucking Tasha. I think Jasenia wins their little their little argument, but you know, that's that's debatable. Matt pulls up in the Porsche that we all wonder if he actually owns. And the episode ends with previews of hella drama, including the arrival of the very hot and very skinny Heather Martin. 
Yeah, what the fuck is she doing there? Who the f are these random ass hoes? We don't need any more women on this show! <laughs> what the actual fuck? But first, let's go back to MJ. Big hair, big hoops, big energy. I knew you would appreciate that. I appreciated that. Let's just give it up for MJ. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, at least she's going out with a bang. Cause, dude, there's no way, there's no way that she'll she's be she'll make be on it. VIP. Did we already say that? Yeah, she'll, she's she'll gonna, be on VIP for show. Yeah, but she's gonna get kicked out. I think Jasani is gonna get kicked out, not just because. You know, she's the whistleblower on this whole thing, but I just don't think he really has much of a connection with her. So I think he's just going to be like, you know what? Jacinda's skin looks smooth as a motherfucker, though. Oh, that she's gorgeous. Fucking smooth. And tight. Like, there's not a single wrinkle on yeah, her face. Yeah, she is gorge, but yeah. she has kind of fallen off, I think, at the forefront of, of Matt's interest as well. So he might just send both them bees home. I don't know. I won't be sad if they both go home. I really won't be. I like MJ because I know we'll see her again, though, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I kind of hope I kind of hope they both go home. I could li really be without... Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, why why do I think they sh both should go home? No, what I'm saying is like, why not? Fuck it. Get rid of them yeah. both. Like, let's keep yeah. this shit moving. We got too many fucking women. We're, but we see that we're about to have a new one fucking next time. Whatever. So like, mm -hmm. let's just keep them moving. Just kick them both yep. to the curb. Dude, when they both rolled up in their suitcase with their suitcases, though, and like fucking you know, death stared at each other across the little fucking promenade or whatever. That shit was tight. Yeah. Yeah. And MJ is going off. I mean, she's, I don't know, really know what she thinks that she's like in the right. And that she wrote that she just... preached harmony Yeah, <laughs> like, get out of here with this fucking gaslighting and delusion. Yeah. At any point, in the episode tonight, did you say to yourself, I get the tingles in a silly place. Um, Matt's walk with the cummerbund. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, dude. Swag. Swag city. Yeah, he really, he really stunted in that. And that was a cool date. Um, I would say the part that, that made me say. I was hard was when uh, Kit and Rachel were just having their little conversation. They both looked so cute. They were both really smiley. Um, Kit, you know, we talked about Kit's lips, how they're, they're a little bit fake, but they're always really glossy. And even though I'm not a huge fake lip fan, I'm a huge lip gloss fan. So just them having their little smiley moment, you know, with their little sweaters and and their shiny lips, uh, that was that was the biggest boner moment uh, <laughs> for me in this episode. That's so sweet. That's a sweet boner moment. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. 